This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is not Peter. My oh. name is James. Hello James, welcome to the podcast. This time you're in Hello. front of it and not behind it. I know, it's weird. It, it looks a lot more professional from the front. So it just helps us help together with like gaffer tape from the back. But you know. Yeah, no, don't, don't I mean, expose I, our secrets uh, like that. It's, it's very professional. Super, super duper professional. <clears throat> this, uh, this of course, is our video game podcast. James is our senior editor. He does all sorts of amazing things for the channel. I'm sure you've oh. seen him pop up here and there. And uh, he also happens to edit this podcast for us normally. Uh, but Peter yeah. is off on his Christmas holiday dollar days, which is what that's called. Dollar redo days. And so I thought I would bring in a few people what I found on the street just bumming around, doing nothing. No, they're all very important. And uh, get them to hop on the podcast this week. So we're going to start with James. Then we're going to move on to Andrew from Cultaholic and then Sam from Cultaholic at the end. But James, you're going to be with me through to question two. So we're going to be spending a little bit of time here today in audio form. Excellent. I look forward to it. Very excited for this. Well, you know, yeah, hit and miss, you know. Yeah, okay. I still got to potentially edit thing so well yeah it's true you know, you've got <laughs> oh. to listen to it twice haven't you bloody hell oh, um, God. before we go any further though james it's time to talk about this week's sponsor oh. of course as you well know this podcast is sponsored by a real video game adjacent slash related sponsor each and every week i have the ad Indeed. read right here oh hit me you ready Who have we got it is uh it's a short one this week it doesn't say much let me hmm. just get the paper it says um this week we are sponsored by cd project fed up oh cd project fed up that's i think um, i think i've heard of them yeah well underneath it just says leave us alone we can't read any more emails <laughs> that's it that's all it interesting yeah, that's all it that's says it, that's all it says so um nothing else there huh. nothing else there does that make any sense to you um I don't know. I, I thought they were like some sort of feed company. But then, yeah, you, you went with fed up. Mm. So I don't... Uh, mm. Yeah, it is hyphenated, that last bit. So I don't... Fed up. I don't know exactly. Yeah, that's a well, strange one. I mean, I mean, 
they must be popular. They're getting a lot of emails. They must have like a lot of people that really like what they're doing, maybe? Maybe. But they say they're fed up, so maybe they're not getting nice emails. Maybe they're getting very, 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 very angry emails, you know? <laughs> no. No, people on the internet wouldn't be that mad about they video games, like that, they? They? they don't behave nah. like that. They're nice. Nah. They're, the internet's nice, usually. Pretty, pretty nice. Uh, well, James, unfortunately... Ah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a lie it's a lie it's not a real sponsor it's not a real sponsor what oh for goodness sake. yeah i got you though i got you going i thought we I? had i thought we finally had one no what do you mean finally we have one every i mean week. i mean uh finally have uh a one yeah that's involving uh yeah. yeah uh anyway so podcast yeah it's not it's not a real sponsor unfortunately it's not it's fake i made it up i bamboozled shame. you you shame. fool you fell for it I right into like my idiot. trap uh fortunately though we do have a genuine sponsor we're sponsored each and every week by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per per month i was gonna say which unit of time is it month that's it per month that's about 25 us cents per show uh you get to ask questions for this podcast and there are other tiers available as well where you get to you know do all sorts of things lots of rewards yeah, and treats and gifts and so on and so forth so do consider going over and supporting us there james yes where are we walking today oh god help oh god he's he's drowning I'm oh fine. he's I'm the fine. fed ups uh, have got to him uh the where are we walking i'm just trying to think of something very easy after yeah Many, many times, many requests. Uh, just, just like a, a flat blue PNG, just blue, just blue. Actually, we're no, just a, no, we're, no, no. I, let's make it Christmassy because it will still be like quite Christmassy, right? It'll be it, this, somewhat. It goes out after hmm. Christmas, but it'll be sort of a festive time ish. Yeah. Uh, let's. Oh, I don't know. Let's just say Santa Claus's sleigh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Confusingly. Yeah. One day removed from Christmas, we're in Santa Claus's sleigh. This is cool. Just, yeah, just make it look like he's sort of going away from Christmas. Yeah. He's on his way you, home. Again, it sounds like you're making work for yourself there. I know. I, I should stop it. Maybe he's dabbing as he goes. Can we do that? Maybe he's dabbing <laughs> as he goes. I don't know. Can we do that, Ben? Can we do that? I don't do know, that? James. Can we do that, James? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we'll see. How about we're in the void? <laughs> Just a white void. That's good. I'll, I'll pick something from that. I'm That's sure. festive. Snowy. Yeah, it's pretty festive. Exactly, yeah. It's Kinda. the colour of the snow. And it's the void between Christmas and New Year where all time loses meaning. Yeah. So, kind of, anyway, make, make your decision. <laughs> James, we've got a question here. This comes from Jack Bradshaw, and he asks, Question for James. Throughout your time as a member of the triple, the Truple Jump team, it says here, oh God, it does. what have been your favourite memories slash moments? Ooh. None, right? So, so many. Um, hang on. Yeah. No, I've, you, oh, I've got you, one. No, no, just, no, honestly. just trying to write them all down <laughs> for so many. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, add in keyboard noises. Um, no, honestly, there there are like genuinely like so many. It's like I had written down a few, and then I've written down a few more. And yeah, there's there's um, how many have you got? Six, one, too many, too many, too many. Okay. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was the uh, the very first prove it that we filmed on this channel. Yeah. So that was um, yeah. Crash Team Racing. 
and it was uh yeah it was just quite interesting because um i mean i i filmed like some of it but not all of it um but i was sort of like there or thereabouts um mm-hmm. with the production is it's just a really weird shoot and it's yes. quite a quite a bizarre thing to be like okay sort of editing is is one aspect but yeah just to have an excuse to go around and and muck about mm-hmm. with a silly little car yes um yeah no, that was a lot of fun um I seem to remember you you darted off at one point to get what what was it? It wasn't champagne. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, it was it was some sort of like horrible, not even like Bucks Fizz. It was something kind of like that. Some sort of carbonated. It was like a Bucks Fizz champagne. substitute. Yeah. yeah it like might have been like a or yeah, something. Maybe yeah, because we needed one. it for the celebration. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if on the podium we could like shake up a champagne bottle and you were like, <laughs> right, I'll go get it. And you were relatively new to the office at that point as well. Yeah, um, you hadn't long moved up, if I remember rightly, and you'd right. come I, from, should we say, a regular job? I don't. Well, I won't, won't go that far. I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah a semi regular job, mm-hmm. um, and then now I'm just sort of you know filming uh, you guys, you know, putting stickers on cars and like, and then going yep. to fetch some fake bubbly. Like that was that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, Weird, but yeah, like likewise, there, there are so many like. Um, I mean, the banjo kazooie prove it was was a big one that mm-hmm. uh, stuck out for me. Like, um, mainly because I pitched it in the first place. You did. <laughs> no, we wanted. No, we I, were I did up like Christmas stuff. Yeah, weren't we? yeah. Um, I, I just thought because um, yeah, banjo. I love that game anyway, um, and it's got just the most Christmassy level of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just thought, yeah, let's do this. And um, you guys and. Adam as well, God bless him, like signed off on us getting a whole bunch of random things to like, you know, like props and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, just to make it seem like Christmassy and to fit with it. And yeah, putting like so much effort. It's just, uh, just a lot of fun filming that as well. Just utterly ridiculous. The whole backpack thing, you guys like oh, tied together with a backpack. Um, yeah. And sadly, it didn't. It didn't seem to get that many views, which is a shame. But. The yeah. curse of the internet, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's one of the examples we cite, along with the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, oh, dramatic that, reading of the movie that deserved a book. Lot where it's like, that should... Why didn't that do well? Why didn't <laughs> anyone watch that? Is that Everyone YouTube's fault Sonic. or is it our fault? Like, what did we, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. YouTube just really isn't very fair. That was a lot of fun to nah. shoot and make, though. Absolutely. Like, and, and again... Um, like trying to I'll try and like go through all these quickly, but um mm. the main menu shoots, like any anything basically where I'm sort of holding a camera a bit haphazardly and like <laughs> pointing at you guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just um a lot of fun. But uh, especially like the uh, the main menu where Mikey came down or, or mm. up, I should say. Uh, yeah. all the way up to to the tune. And mm-hmm. um yeah, that was that's wonderful uh just getting to to meet Mikey because I um as I've said to you guys before, like I started watching you guys at um when you were at Vidiot's mm-hmm. and um, of course, you know, another major highlight, just having the opportunity to, to work on the channel as well is, is fantastic. It must've been like James, I can only imagine it must have mm, been like watching the Beatles reunite. It was right? kind of, it was but like almost more like impressive. That. It was like a, a Beatles tribute band of Butlins. Oh mate. <laughs> I was joking. You didn't That's have to rip good. my heart out. That's still good. <laughs> it's still freaking. <laughs> hey, all the entertainment at Butlins like... is top notch. Yeah, yeah, it's maybe a bit, bit harsh on Butlins. But maybe Pontins, <clears throat> not Butlins. Come on. 
Nah, nah, nah. Well, not millions. But no, honestly, honestly, like that was um, that was a lot of fun, and just yeah, it was kind of like a live production of like videos. It was like a stage production of videos, <laughs> so that was um, fun. But yeah, like last year, uh, the gift appeal as well. The yeah. fact that we kept on getting so many presents, it became like this box fort. Um, that was insane. Uh, yeah, just what else have I got down? So like in terms of like editing and and writing stuff. Uh, the every console ranked was a mm-hmm. slog, but sure was. But it was very satisfying to like get through that and like yeah, just have one million views. Mm-hmm. Just First video of us to do that. My mind, yeah, um, yeah, and and equally, uh, probably the most fun one for me to uh, to write and edit. And you might have an idea what this would be because mm-hmm. I forced you to sing on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, is the um, yeah? I'm surprised you didn't put a bit of that in the trailer, the new trailer this year. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, I could have done. Now we'll do it for for the trailer next year. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, But yeah, the uh, ten times uh, games defied. Was it real, real life logic? Real world logic. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Mm. that's the one. And that's a great um, video. Yeah, it was a um, it was a lot of fun to write and. Uh yeah, I'm I'm very sorry again for like picking the worst song to try and sing. because uh, it was REM's <laughs> End of the World, which is fittingly just before everything, you know, yeah, the world just was. shut down. Everything stopped. I had mm. to practice that song a lot, you know, in oh, my so head sorry. and out loud just to try and get the timing right because that's <laughs> there's a lot of syllables very quickly in that song. I know. I I apologize. I did try and get the syllables pretty much bang on to what the song is like hey you did great but can't get over that chest high wall (laughs) yeah old man's drunk yeah yeah that's it that's what i remember um but yeah honestly like so many other things i was going to mention your uh your sims video was just amazing to edit like oh really i had to yeah i had a lot of fun editing that um and i could have well i could have um i could have kept in a lot more i feel like i should have done because there was a lot of good stuff there but it was just ridiculous it was like have, have any, uh, uh, again another one of the um you know the youtube curse of like it not doing as well as yeah you might again, have expected yeah. but but yeah go and watch it go and watch it everyone you. there's a, it's sort of christmas time yes in fact, you. i'll go do i'll go schedule a tweet when we're done here james for the freeze oh, easy peak yeah, banjo kazooie yeah. christmas episode yeah, prove that. it that we did last year go watch it everyone sick and the sims video too <laughs> watch that as well. excellent but yeah wow. just, just having the opportunity to uh to work with you guys is probably uh, the best highlight oh stop it and well also just the fact i get to like edit and write about video games and do silly things and somehow we're we're paid to do this i don't understand yeah. but... it's a real job like it exists it's it's bonkers isn't it i'm always I, I, very grateful for that. i'm almost glad that i'm not going back for christmas because i trying to explain it to my nan again <laughs> it's just gonna be confusing. yeah that's the curse that's the, the one of the few downsides of this job is never being a taken seriously and b yeah. you're never able to explain it to people ever mm. it doesn't doesn't make sense well we're 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 privileged to have you be part of the team, James, and and oh, we we would be nowhere without you. You keep us going with all oh, your support and hard work. Oh, well, so I there, try. yeah, so there, so That's what there. I think. Yeah, well, James, <laughs> it's time to move on. Oh, 
time to move on to a, a, a new section we've never done before. You're the first uh, first person to do it, even before. Oh Peter. wow, I'm, I feel honoured. It's called "What We Play In." What we play playing? Yeah, that's it. It's what we play in time. Whoa. Time for what we play in. James, what have you been playing? Oh well, I I be playing. I be yeah. playing everyone for a fool. Oh, made them thinking why? I was Peter at the start. <laughs> I know they all they yeah. all thought that was that was Silly. him. Um, no, I've uh, I've been playing playing a few things. Um, one thing more than a lot of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, firstly, I want to um, want to mention uh, Dirt Five uh, for the Xbox Series X. So um, yeah, we were um, kindly given a code by uh, by Codemasters. Um, the funny, masters eh? of codes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if anyone's the right person to ask for that sort of thing, it'd be them. It'd be them. Um, yeah, easy. So yeah, I've uh, been playing a bit of Dirt Five. I'm uh, I'm not uh, a big racing fan. Like, well, not a fan. Like, I do play some uh, racing games, but I don't play them very often. Mm-hmm. So just like a disclaimer of that. But uh, yeah, I played like a few hours. Played uh, two or three hours of it, and it's it's a pretty solid uh pretty solid game like very very sort of like arcadey mm-hmm. uh racing experience uh rather than like anything sort of too simulated or anything um but yeah very very flashy presentation there's lots of colors going on nice. there are some very loud and uh interesting choice of commentators um there's like a, a yeah a two man commentary slash radio team that sort of present it and it's oh it's very hit and miss but but okay. um <laughs> okay yeah I, i'm trying to think of an example but i can't really um sounds like people oh, talking you, about peter and i yeah <laughs> uh almost not not quite not quite um the yeah but in terms of the actual sort of racing themselves it, so it's got uh different sort of race types and car types like uh categories um most of the time you're going to be you know driving around in like varying degrees of like off-road you know dirty sort of tracks mm-hmm. dirt. um but yeah it's, it's a lot of fun i'll tell you what it, it looks very good as well like um really shows off the uh the next gen hardware so you're um, playing it on series x right series x yeah um so i believe this is um optimized for it i mean if it's not then bloody hell like <laughs> it does, it does look um, very good. But yeah, I believe that's optimizing. Yeah, it looks looks very snazzy indeed. Um, mm. But yeah, just just done a few sort of races on career mode. Um, done a few like challenges that pop up whilst you do sort of each race, um, or a challenge for like yeah, a few challenges for each race. Um, but yeah, like in general, it's sort of there's nothing that sort of stands out um, from what I've seen so far. Like there's no sort of different gimmick, but. It's it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid racing game. So you know, nice, nice. I'm well, glad to hear it. Thank you, thank you for uh, thank you to Codemasters. Thank you, Codemasters. Um, what else have you been playing? Oh, oh well, I think I think you might know. Well, I'll um I'll give a, a brief shout out to um Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I played that for about three weeks solid. Um, okay. When I yeah when I first got the um. <laughs> the series x yeah um and i honestly i didn't expect to be saying this about an assassin's creed game but i was i was genuinely impressed and like genuinely um blown away again wow. like the, the visuals oh it's a pretty game i keep like 
I spent the first week just stopping every five minutes and going, look at how pretty it is. Look wow. at it. Look at the sun come through the trees. <laughs> photo mode. Yeah, constantly photo mode. Um, yeah. But yeah, in, in terms of like the actual game, like very fun game. Uh, they've, you know, toned back a little bit with the map markers, but, you know, they're, they're still there, but they sort of switched up a little bit so that you have um, uh, just like these dots for the most part on the map. So like mm. uh, colored in three different sort of categories and like one of them is mystery. So it's like, so it's like... Uh, if you go up to a side quest, you, you don't know immediately what you're doing. You're not chasing down this this type of mission marker and you don't know beforehand what you're going to get, which kind of makes it a bit more interesting. And there's some weird, weird stuff that happens. Like you I've, come across I've heard um, of some strange yeah. quests. Yeah, you come across like uh, a guy with an axe stuck in his head and he has no idea. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, must have drank a lot last night. Oh, <laughs> you're just like... What what is this game? What am I playing? <laughs> so that yeah. it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, massive yeah. though. Like if if you're put off by the length of um, those sort of games, then yeah. This is what I'm concerned Nothing. about because I have mm. asked for it for Christmas, and then as soon as like about a week ago, I thought, <laughs> why did I why did I ask for it for Christmas? Because I am quite famously on Triple Jump, not a huge fan of Ubisoft open world games, Honestly, but I really yeah. like the setting of this that, one. Yeah. I like the sound of it, and lots of people are raving about it. But then I think just by virtue of the yeah. fact in the past week that Ubisoft very quietly added another one of those XP booster things that they added oh, to I saw this, yeah. Origins or whatever. So, you know, you can level up faster, presumably, because the game is too flipping big <laughs> that I thought, I'm, I don't know if I even want to start it, actually. When am I going to have the time? It's gonna, I'm going to be playing it for years. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, understandable. Like, um, I was just going to say, like, do you want to do anything else in 2021? Like, this is is the problem. I still need to play Mars Morales and stuff. Yeah. No, it is is quite good in a way that, like, the storyline is um, separated out into, like, arcs. So there'll be, like, an overarching storyline that's only Mm. just now picking up for me about 40 hours in. Oh no, it's, it's it's more than that. Actually, it's probably like fifty thousand. You know, <laughs> but um, each each separate area. So like you know, East Anglia, like uh, Lincolnshire, mm-hmm. um, uh, Leicestershire. Excellent. Uh, I, I butchered that <laughs> that um, pronunciation, but Leicestershire basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of these different counties have their own arcs and stuff. So it's kind of good that you can sort of stop playing for a while and then pick it up later, right? If you wanted to. So yeah, and honestly, like the the whole yoldy worldy. England is is nice. It's nice to go around and be like, huh, this this is an old city uh, that looks nothing like, uh, probably nothing like it does now. But yeah, it's where's nice the CEX? To to... Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm sure it's around the corner, here, mate. Where's uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, mate? You seen the KFC? <laughs> He's got an. He's got a special head. deal with them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's fun. So yeah, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, as you might have guessed, uh, somewhat related to our sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, Cyberpunk 2077. No, not sure way. you heard of it. Yeah, you haven't been playing that. I've have been playing you? a bit of it. Yeah, just a bit, just a bit, just like most waking hours of the day that's not spent right. on work. Uh, yeah, honestly, um, I mean, it's like I said um, on the on the quickscope. Like, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've gotten a lot more sort of into the game now Mm -hmm. and okay yeah i don't want to um i don't want to like gloss over the problems because obviously 
there are quite a few. I mean, yes. you know, the, the horrendous crunch culture has been going on for like, you know, uh, a couple of years there. Well, the culture itself has been going on for donkey's years. But mm. um, yeah, the overhype, the toxic fan reactions, um, you know, to critics before the game was even out. And then those same fans are, you know, turning their their spite towards um, the developers when really it's the executives that have pushed this out mm-hmm. uh, a lot earlier. And the fact that it just, it just doesn't run on the older consoles, none of that is excusable, really. No. Um, but if you're lucky enough to have, you know, despite this, there's like this current narrative of, oh, it's a bad game and like it's being memed to oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're running it on something like, yeah, PS5, Series X, maybe even like, you know, the, the midway points of the, of the current gen, you know, PS4 Pro and, and whatnot, and the One X. Or if you've got a decent PC, if it runs okay, it's a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've been having a blast. Um, I finally found uh, Johnny Silverhand. Finally Ooh. got to that point. Mm. That's exciting. I, you know you know the bit in the trailer that, well, in a lot of the trailers, where he tells you to wake the flip up? Yes, I do know that bit. Hasn't, hasn't bloody said it, has he? Has he not? Has was, it just, was it just for a trailer, for a shot for a video? It's bloody lies, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's nonsense. <laughs> I want my money back. It's not I finished. They haven't put it in yet. Yeah, incomplete game. Like, one out of ten. Zero. <laughs> Zero out of ten. I just find um, it so unbelievably shocking. Like, and I think I've, now that I've been confronted by this in person, like I went into CEX yeah. and they had sealed copies of Cyberpunk 2077. They really? And like they're, they're oh in there God. and you look at them and it's quite a thick, it's a thick boy, just the, the default yeah. edition. And, you know, it's got stuff in there. Presumably it's got a nice little thank you note again and a cardboard sleeve and stuff. Oh, honestly, Looks yeah. proper premium. And then you can you could buy that take that home put it into your ps4 and it wouldn't run and it's just i still can't get over how badly they've bungled this it's it's such a bizarre like complicated situation because i mean it is complicated because i do you know not to be the defender of the bad you know the new bad no of course in not, video of course games not. but you know they've put the majority of those guys have put in like a lot of time and effort and and the world is incredibly detailed there's mm-hmm. so many systems in there yeah there are some things that aren't working so well and there are a hell of a lot of bugs um but yeah like the the, the fact that that doesn't what it just this plane doesn't work like you were saying about the um the box as well you get like a little um world compendium it's like you know you remember when do you, do you remember when uh, games used to come with like, manuals? Oh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, back in the that, day. Oh, I was good that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like it's kind of like that. It, it gives you a nice sort of intro into the world. You have like a few sort of little collectible postcards and stuff and like a map. And mm-hmm. they've put in a lot of effort in so many places apart from making it run. That's insane. On the platforms that they've advertised it running on. It's just. It's bonkers. It's it's, it's mm. so mad, and we will get into this later in the podcast. I talked to both Andrew and Sam about it because you know it's yes, yeah, <laughs> it's it's all everyone's talking about at the moment. It's but true. you are right to raise the point that the because it's the focus of such anger and furor at the moment. Yeah, I think maybe some people might be blind to the fact that while it is inexcusable that they that it was released in such a state and nobody oh, is disagreeing with that. There is still fundamentally, underneath the bugs, 
a, a good game. A good, stop me if I'm wrong. A it's good a game, game. Yeah. A, com- a compelling plot, an interesting world, and great characters. It's just it just wasn't finished. Yes. Like it just wasn't ready to go out yet. That's the thing. Yeah, and and a lot of that I feel like is just an optimization thing. I mean, there are there are maybe a few elements of the game that are sort of missing to the point where oh well that's you know no matter how much they patch that in that's not likely to be fixed or changed mm-hmm. like um like the sort of justice police system where um police will just appear behind you rather than having oh. like uh, a sort of gta style chase um which yeah it's a shame and and yeah I've, I've actually seen a video of it being compared to uh not gta 5 uh being compared to gta 4 um nice. and showing like the level of ai uh like pedestrian ai and how they react and yeah it doesn't look good in comparison to that, what, like 14, 15-year-old game. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it it's one of those things where, like, they weren't trying to necessarily... Yeah, they're trying to build, like, a, an immersive open world, but they weren't trying to... Well, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm dangerously, like, I'm dangerously close to being an apologist here, but okay. um, they it feels like they weren't trying to go for this emergent sort of gameplay, but rather they... Everything is handcrafted. I believe that's the case. Mm-hmm. So like when you come across like little side missions. Um but yeah, I've said a lot of like bad things about it. I mean, the um the the openness of the game like the, the ability to like approach a lot of situations in different ways, not just, you know, guns or no guns. Like it's, you know, stealth op- um stealth options are like you have two or three paths within the sort of areas. I don't want to say levels because it's all, you know, open, but Mm-hmm. certain areas of missions even the smaller missions have that and then you'll and and as i was saying before like it feels like that's been sort of crafted intentionally and like the level design's great the the amount of systems and options in place i discovered something new yesterday that uh you have this cyberware deck uh that allows you to you know do all the cool hacks and stuff mm-hmm. um but you can you can replace it you can get rid of all the hacks entirely so if you're um if you're going for like a big brutish like character or a bit bruiser um yeah. you can change that to uh berserker so it's just kind of like you know extra strong berserk mode instead of wasting your your cybernetics with uh with a feature that you're not going to use so that that's quite mm. nice that they added that in it's, there are a lot of like tiny little details for all the details that they supposedly missed out that people are picking apart there are a lot of a lot of fine details in there i feel Okay. When it works. (laughs) Yeah. So So let me ask you again now then that you've Mm. spent a lot more time with it. Do you still recommend that people who are not necessarily on the fence, but that people who who want to buy it, but are obviously put off by everything that's going on with it. Do you still recommend that people hold off and wait for this game to be properly patched before they? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Hold off. Um, Like even, even more so now, like knowing more than no. Yeah. Knowing more about the older consoles and the issues that have been had with that i think wait for the patches even if you're playing on a ps5 or series x um maybe wait until the patches or the dedicated um the dedicated update for you know next gen Mm -hmm. uh comes next year i think that's definitely recommended unless you've got like a high-end pc i think that has apparently been the best way to play the game because that's all the review okay. copies that they sent out as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's still that's not without it's bugs there, is it? Yeah, but uh, which is a shame. But uh, well, thank you for the update. Mm. 
yeah, on right. Cyberpunk. I've, I've you... rambled too long on that. No, that's all right. <laughs> that's why we're here. Have you played anything Excellent. else? Um, no, that's that's pretty much me, to be honest. Okay, my turn. You may talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing a bit of Warzone, as, ah, uh, as I want to do. And I won a couple more games of that new mode oh, that they sick. added. Which sick is gamer good. skills, Potter. Oh man, I had a really, I had a couple of great moments. One where, yeah, it, oh, if, if only I saved these and started putting together cool montages. Oh, but you know should. how most pro players you know, get a montage out after every game, and I get one out every six months. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can put those up on YouTube because it's it's really taken off this YouTube thing. Yeah, they do great on YouTube. Yeah, people yeah. love that YouTube. <laughs> Uh, I jumped off a building and I shotgunned someone in the face as I fell past them and oh then parachuted to the ground. In another one, I shot a guy peering over a wall above me and he fell down and went down and his mate was reviving him. And I threw uh, a Molotov in like the at the highest point I could possibly throw it. Nice. So it arced back down and I got a double the kill and took yeet. them both out with a Molotov. Oh my God. Like, wow. yeah, that's it. That's never going to happen to me again. The supreme yeet. Too yeah. good. Too good. So yeah, still, you know, that uh, war zone incredible. keeps me coming back. It's it's good. I keep meaning to to try it out, but it's, like, it's just so many games that keep cropping up. But yeah, yeah um, went through a phase of playing it uh, a while back, and oh, it's just a lot of fun. It just feels like they've taken everything from other battle royales and added their own like bits, and just made it good. <laughs> like, and it's Call of Duty um, as well, so you just know how to play it inherently. Yeah, like, it's exactly. not complicated, which is nice. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, I would I would never play it on my own, you know, of my own volition. It's just a perfect go-to <laughs> game to play with friends, so that's why I have it there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, apart from that, I played a little bit of a game called Racing Bros, which I posted oh, a video okay. of on Twitter. I don't oh, want to be what that was. I don't want to be rude, but it does seem like <laughs> a lot of people's dreams levels are making their way onto the PlayStation Store at the moment. It's free. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That was actually a separate title. That's a real that game. In, That's a game you can download <laughs> for free called Racing Bros. Uh, it doesn't oh make any God. sense. It feels like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it is actually someone's school project because it's yeah. um, it do, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like I don't know why this is on the PlayStation Store. You you go into like lev the levels are sequential. It doesn't matter yeah. who crosses the line first if it's you or the AI. Or you know, even any of your friends, it still it still says Victor, and then it just moves on to the next thing. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, who maybe wins. maybe that's just his character's name, Victor. Victor. Well, that's a, no. But even if you don't win, even if it's someone else, it just says Victor or whatever. Whoever's victorious, <laughs> Victor anyway, has crossed the line. The point is <laughs> yes. that it doesn't make any sense. In the loading screens, it will say things like beat the mafia to the finish line, and it's like, what on earth? Are you the mafia? What is happening? Where are we? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my days! It just—it doesn't make any sense. And then it's fire engine race, and you're racing fire oh, engines with with terrible physics up an impossible <laughs> hill, and the fire engine obscures the entire screen, so you can't see anything. <laughs> oh, it's just, it was it was quite quite the journey. Honestly, I would have kept playing it. I got Sounds I played beautiful. for as long as it would let me play before becoming impossible which was when i flipped my car onto its side just going round a corner and then i couldn't turn it back round again i couldn't flip it over so oh, that's where no. i stopped terrible but it's free if you want to laugh for 20 minutes and there you go that's, that's um, would you say that's um because i'm imagining in my head you know big rig racing mm. i think that was the game right I think the, so, the notorious yeah. the notoriously bad yeah. one yeah yeah i think that um, might be it how would you say it stacks up to that 
Well, having not played Big Rig Racing, if that is its name, that's fair. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> comment. Um, I'll tell you what, though, it's it's not as good as Dirt Five. <laughs> so I think they'll be really pleased to hear. Maybe that's everyone that, that worked on Dirt Five. I think will be like absolutely chuffed. That's the only metric that, that we, was their goal. That we need yeah. here. Yeah, better than they racing. Get the bonuses bros. now. Great job, guys. <laughs> uh, the main thing I've been playing is Sackboy, though. Sackboy's Big Adventure. Oh, wonderful delightful four-player local or online cooperative or on your own um platformer he plays the sack man himself great fun still really enjoying it i am agonizing over each level though to make sure i do everything in it there's uh, you get a little badge for doing it without dying you get a little badge for picking up all the presents that are hidden around the level sort of look their costumes and things like that Uh, and you get a, a a little tick for getting the sort of the highest threshold score that gets mm. you a gold cup at the end. And additionally, you also need to collect these sort of blue orbs of creativity is what they're called. Ooh. And different levels have different amounts of them and they're hidden all over the place and stuff. So I found myself getting irrationally angry at this game for children. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's ridiculous. There's like a little invisible... Oh, for God's sake, why is my hitbox so massive? I'm just a little sack man. How come I keep getting... Oh, this is terrible. These developers should go back to school. Rubbish. Awful. And then in the next game, at <laughs> the next level, I'm like, haha, this is this one. This one's set to music, like Uptown Funk. I love it. It's great. It's the best game ever. Amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm flip-flopping in that regard. That's more a reflection of me... <laughs> getting irrationally mad just, at... Just, uh, it's a very emotional time of year, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's me refusing... Basically, <laughs> James, what this is, is me refusing to accept r- responsibility for my own actions uh, yep. and blaming it on the game when really it is my fault. There are certainly some aspects of the game that are a little obtuse and <laughs> could maybe have been tweaked a bit, maybe I'd just a little bit. But largely it's me getting mad for no good reason. So, uh, yeah, still really enjoying that. I'm about halfway through it now and I've played a few games online in co-op with a friend where I was in their game. So I was playing online with them. And that online is definitely not the optimal way to experience that game because I had occasional lag and like it looked like my friend was just walking directly off a cliff and then he would be (laughs) back on the cliff again. So... Yeah, local co-op is the way to go. Online co-op is serviceable, but you know when you're doing yeah. fine-tuned platforming, it can be can be a bit of a detriment. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, wonderful! It sounds a little bit like it's got um, a bit of the bit of the crashes, a bit of the bandicoots about it. A little bit, yeah, a little like bit. With the whole sort of replaying with all the different challenges. I I don't know. I haven't played Crash Bandicoot, so <laughs> <laughs> sounds just like Sound Crash Bandicoot. Right that game I've not. What's well, that one with the the wombat thing? Yeah, the one with the fox in it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> one. Um, yeah, it's good though. I, I like it. I still Wonderful. recommend it for people, especially if you're you know you want something to play with uh, friends and loved ones. Well, not friends. Don't be seeing friends. Uh, you want something Don't to play with loved it. ones or family members or whatever over the break Unless if it's... you're able to see people. Yeah. Unless it's like one day. That one Christmas that day. one day. Well, then you, you best get the game now and say, right, yeah. I'm arriving at this time. We've got 24 hours. Let's uh, let's go. Let's rinse Sackboy a big adventure. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, there we are. That was that. It's time to move on to question two. This is from Robert Mansell. And James, are you ready for some quick fire answers to some quick oh, fire God. questions? I'm not sure about quick. You've heard me rambling, but go on. Here we go. We'll do Hit one me. at a time here. I'd love to hear some of the questions you and Pete answer also be answered by James. Smiley face. So, James, Ooh. what is your first gaming memory slash console? 
<gasps> I'm. Can I answer this in two you, parts? You, oh, okay, go on. <laughs> Twenty seventy-seven parts. Go on, right, you can do right. it. Go on. Yeah, here we go. Uh, go on, go on. A little bit closer. Um, first gaming memory. Um, I. So yeah, I, I've sort of written down like we. Uh, so family visited an uncle who's living in like uh, a military base, and he had this like crazy flight sim set up. Okay. I remember like messing around on that. And, you know, it seems pretty extreme, you know? Most people are like, oh, platformers. Um, yeah. But, like, um, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I just, like, crashed a lot. Um, right. But I must have been about, like, five mm-hmm. at the time. So, and, and that still, like, blew my mind. But I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I have to, like, play inverted controls. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm one of those guys. Um, first, <laughs> outed again. Um, first console... Uh, so I, I started playing like relatively late because you hear about people playing games when they were like four or five. Mm. Um, I got a Nintendo 64, a secondhand Nintendo 64 mm. when I was uh, about seven, okay. maybe eight. Yeah. Um, and it changed my life. My goodness. Uh, for the worse. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Like still probably my favorite console to this day um just because you know nostalgia uh you know you got super mario 64 you got the zeldas mm-hmm. uh lilac wars golden eye perfect dark um banjo kazooie i mentioned as well of course uh yeah jet force gemini no one no one talks about jet force gemini why wouldn't amazing. anyone talk about jet force gemini what are they trying to cover up <laughs> yeah oh jesus do you think they were behind you know covid Yes. Can we say that on this one? Yeah, we can Wait, say I meant it. to ask you before. Good. We can say COVID. I thought, you were, about to say now, something, I thought you were about to say something far worse there. Oh, like, God, yeah, no. no COVID, yeah, COVID's pretty tame. That's fine. <laughs> we'll go with COVID. Yeah, I reckon yeah, so. Yeah, just um, anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Nintendo 64, love it. I feel like it didn't doesn't get, um, well, it gets a lot of love, but it's like, yeah, it didn't have as big a library as a PS1, but mm-hmm. it's just classics. Nonstop. Great games. Classics. Anyway. Great games. What's your favourite gaming gift? Oh, God. I couldn't really think about this one for a while because I, I don't really endorse sort of like gaming gifts if they're not like a game. Because mm. as, as you know from the Wish Tat stuff, as you yourself and Peter know, um, gaming related gear can be very tatty. You know, yeah. dangers gamers. Da- oh, I'm, um, I've got that pillow behind me right now. Oh, sick. Dangers nice. game. Yeah, it's just it's so bad. Um, so yeah, I, t- I tend not to get up, but uh, one thing does stick out, um, and it, it's this like this old. Um, you remember like the Prima guides? It's this big oh, chunky yeah. Prima guide for uh, the Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was uh, one of my best mates, uh, Bob. Uh, I'm, I'm naming and shaming him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he got me it for I think a birthday. It might be like fifteen or sixteen. Um, and yeah, like uh, just the fact that it was, you know, from you know, one of my best mates to this day, and the fact that 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 book was like just stacked full of like loads of different things that I had no idea about mm. at the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And he must have got me it just because I wouldn't stop going on about it. I just kept banging on about the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was that was a good one. Awesome. Uh, favorite game. <gasps> This is the worst question. Because <laughs> mm, how do you answer? I, um, I'll write down a few because I'm cheating. But go on, you know, go on, um, so Elder Scrolls for me is like 
big like Morrowind for for the weirdness and nostalgia. Um, Oblivion as well, obviously. Um, Skyrim for the fact that it's just the sheer scope of mods. Like I could still go back to that. Mm-hmm. Spend like a week trying to set up like a an ambitious mod list and getting it to work, and then like play it for a couple of days and get bored. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's, um, it's incredible. Uh, like older games. Basically, what whatever I said for the N sixty four, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, like uh, Mario sixty four, Majora's Mask as well, Zelda Majora's Mask, Perfect um, Dark, and Perfect Dark. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, likewise, um, PC in terms of PC gaming, like I've played a ridiculous amount of hours of Civilization five. Okay, and quite quite a lot of six as well. Um, I'm a big fan of like those sort of strategy games, four uh, X stuff. Um, incredible, like, yeah, you could, you could, and I have lost many hours to that. Um, and, and again, like Total War Warhammer on, on the PC and, uh, yeah, for sequel as well. Incredible stuff. Um, there was another one I was going to mention. Um, ah, oh yeah, yeah. In terms of like newer games as well, God of War, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like I only played that this year. Right, uh, and and only you know, uh, in part thanks to yourself because you um, you know, you sold me your old PlayStation. I did, so, yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for buying it. <laughs> it yeah, it's all, it directly funded your um, your Spiderman one. Yeah, my ridiculous uh, purchase. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, playing God of War for the first time this year just just blew my mind. Like that is for me, you know. Even though it's a newer game and it's competing with, you know, nostalgia, mm-hmm. just heaps of flipping nostalgia. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's definitely up there. I I put it up there with like one of my favorite games. It's incredible. Amazing. What's your favorite soundtrack? Oh, I mean, again, the Elder Scrolls comes to mind. Yeah, because like it's yeah, it's so good. It's just so good. Like, um, yeah, the composer Jeremy Soul Soul. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I know Peter has I think it's sort Soul. of tried several. Soul? Okay. But yeah, uh, incredible incredible work with uh, with the soundtrack of, you know, all of the modern games there. Um, it's just got a nice range of like, ooh, like fantasy, mystery and like adventure, you know, I guess like quite a full on, but also, yeah, you just chill at the same time. It's just, it's beautiful. Um it's just ingrained in my head because of how much how much time I spent playing those games. But um, I, I I do also like um, so shout out to like Banjo Kazooie. Like the soundtrack of that is just ridiculous, and you just can't stop but smile. Like yeah, he just puts a smile on your face mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, GTA Vice City as well. Like if we're talking like licensed tracks and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, also. Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3. Of course. The best, the best Bond theme Snake that's not like... Snake Eater. Yeah, yeah, so good. Amazing. Oh, dear. Great one. Yeah, what, those, what's those your biggest gaming disappointment, James? <laughs> Cyberpunk. Am I right? Yeah. To be fair, it's probably um, Perfect Dark Zero. Oh, you you no. probably thought i might say something like that because i Mm. i feel like um i feel like i'm quite guilty of just uh slagging this game off whenever i can 
at any possible opportunity when I'm writing a script. Like, but it was terrible. It was a, well, okay, because you, you played it quite recently. You played it more recently than I did. Yeah, I, I only played like an hour of it though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I can't it's say it did anything that... for me personally, but that may have just been because it was an older game and I have no investment in the in the series. Yeah, but it's it's like you know it's it's functional. It's perfectly functional shooter. Mm-hmm. Does its own thing. If it was called someone else, yeah, I wouldn't care. Probably wouldn't have played it, but um, yeah, because it was perfect dark, real, real letdown. It's just a stupid story and weird things. It just didn't feel right. And yeah, the origin, it, it was like an origin story, I think. Anyway, it was stupid. Um, and and I mean, the the original perfect dark storyline is pretty stupid anyway. You've got an alien called Elvis, but come on, mm-hmm. like it's it's still yeah ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's got to be perfect dark zero for me. Okay. And final question, uh, what is your go-to chill-out game? And why is it Ark? Oh my god, can you imagine? Um, (laughs) There is nothing in the least bit chilled about that. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned, like, Ark would probably get a mention for favourite games. I've played a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I don't know, really. Probably like something like Civilization. Mm -hmm. Something that's like, you know, strategy... So it's not, you know, you still have to kind of think, but if it's a strategy game that I've played quite a lot of and I know and I can just sort of, you know, um, autopilot it, I'd, I'd usually go for that or something like Total War. Oh, I did um, I did write down as well uh, FTL. I went through a, a long phase of playing, um, so it's this uh, space um, roguelike mm-hmm. where you, you're just like, you know, controlling the, um, control of your ship, you're trying to like get through. Uh, various systems um but oh it's just so perfectly like crafted in terms of like oh you can pick different ships different systems different play styles go again each time and i've i've played so much of that just kind of on autopilot but just having a blast at the same time like yeah phenomenal game ftl faster than light nice well there we are now you know everything there is to know about james jenkins (laughs) I've, I've talked far too long. Hey, what, it's what are, um, are there are there any ones out of those lists that you would like to answer, Ben? Uh, biggest, uh, good, ooh, favorite. Uh, what's your favorite? Uh, I feel like in some <laughs> sense or another, I've answered most of these. Probably, um, yeah, yeah. Biggest disappointment. <sighs> oh, that changes a lot. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> games continue to disappoint, don't they? They do, the and I forget a lot. I forget a lot of things. I I forget yeah. more things about gaming than I feel like I I actually currently know. Like, <laughs> I play things and I just put it on a shelf in my mind until something makes me remember it. You know, jogs my memory. Yeah. So yeah, I can't absolutely. I can't name any specifics. Maybe Unreal Tournament Three. Oh, interesting. On PS3 because and I've definitely talked about this before. The magazine that I read at the time, PSM3, yeah. was hyping it up as some like second coming, and it had, uh, yeah. it had a campaign. Oh, it was going to be. They were saying it's really good. Here's the review. It's phenomenal. You should go get it. <laughs> it's got like a four player co op campaign, mm. and me and my friends were all like, "Flip, yeah, this sounds amazing. Let's let's yeah. go get this thing." And then it was predictably Unreal Tournament, and the campaign was just again, you know, just a round of it's Unreal Tournament against yeah. bots. Yeah. Except that you and your mates could be on the same team, and then there'd be like a cutscene in. But it was rubbish. It, I mean, the game wasn't rubbish, <laughs> but it was the exact opposite of what I was hoping it would be. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, 
that was a big ideal. disappointment. Big disappointment for me going into it not as an Unreal Tournament fan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, there we are. James, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Excellent. Thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me. It's been it's been a blast. I just you know I've just get to just gotten to talk your ear off for close to an hour. It's quite fun. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's good. Yeah. No, but much appreciated. And um, yeah, I hope you have. Uh, of course, this is going out just after Christmas now, isn't it? But it is. I hope you have a merry, vague Christmas time. Yeah, hope one you and all. All enjoy like your yourself and post Christmas celebration, kind of maybe whatever is legal. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, James, it's time to move on. I don't suppose you have a piece of paper there, do you? Oh. I hadn't thought. I do actually because my desk is a mess. You do yeah, fantastic. Here we go. Here we okay, go. it's time to move on to weird news. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time, time for weird news, but James has now gone, and I'm instead joined by Andrew from Cultaholic Wrestling. Hello, Andrew. Hello, hello, I've morphed from from, from lovely James into, into bald Andrew. Well, hang on, bald isn't the only, is it, it doesn't define you. I knew you before you were bald. That's true. But then before then, it used to be the, the golden locks were the defining thing, and yeah. now no, now it's, the, now it's the bald head, now it's the shininess. We used to call him Andrew with the hair, and now you're <laughs> yeah. just bald Andrew, and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly correct, that's <laughs> perfect. And how are you, bearing in mind that we're recording this before Christmas, how was your Christmas? Mm, it, oh, it's been lovely, I'm thinking about Christmas now, yes, mm-hmm. good meal, lovely, yeah. incredible stuff. Top how was notch. yours? Oh yeah, uh, I will have had a lovely time. Mm. Yeah? Yeah? That makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now, you may know Andrew from the amazing streams and work that he does across Cultaholic Wrestling, but also he's been streaming for us the past couple of months. 
playing that Assassin's Creed Valhalla and he will also be streaming throughout this festive period as well. So while Peter and I are tucked away in our Christmas beds, hibernating for two weeks, Andrew here is holding the fort, streaming on Thursdays and Sundays over on the Triple Jump Twitch channel. So if you want to go catch some live entertainment, here's your man right here, the man with well, no hair, which is all you need to know about him. <laughs> exactly. That was, the, that was the most perfect plug, Ben. That was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's nice being able to distill everything about a human being down to just one sort of physical attribute, isn't it? It, ma it makes everything so much easier, doesn't it? You don't have to know about the person's personality, mm. what, the, what the likes, the dislikes. Narrow it down. He's the Bolden. Go and, go and watch <laughs> He's him. He's the Bolden. That's him. He's the Bolden. <laughs> Off of Bolden's Gate. And here he is. <laughs> so this is weird news. We're, get, we're getting around to it now. We both brought a weird video game news story along. Andrew, you, mm -hmm. I believe, are going first. What have you got oh for goodness. me? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. So... Like reading it, reading it back. Obviously, um, um, this person. It might not seem so weird, mm -hmm. but I guess the overall concept of it is pretty weird as it is. So I'm going in. Okay. So okay. Uh, Shinji Mika Mik uh, sorry, Shinji Mikami's Tango made an unreleased game about four-inch cockroaches gunning down humans. <laughs> okay, so ta Tango is is his studio, right? His new yes. his new studio. That new is correct. Newish, yeah, newish, yeah, and uh, and obviously we know Shinji Mikami from like Resident Evil Four fame and, mm -hmm. and Evil Within, so he's made some pretty weird things. But I mean, this this might just take the take the cake. Okay. So okay, let me get into this for you. All right. right. So Shinji Mikami, president of Tango GameWorks, and one of the great directors, recently spoke to Variety to mark his thirty years in the game industry as well as some enjoyable recollections about his days at Capcom making various Resident Evil titles, um, Mikami digresses into the earlier days of Tango Gameworks and speaks about a smaller project, though complicated, has never seen the light of day. Ooh, Ooh, could that be mysterious. Could Are you ready for some more? Are you I'd, ready? I'd love some, yeah. Ooh, so the initial concept behind Tango's work was that the studio's established developers would make a big title, so that would be The Evil Within, um, while its up-and-coming talent worked on smaller projects. Uh, very soon after Tango Gameworks was launched, however, it was acquired by Zenimax, and the idea of the smaller titles fell away, which is a real pity, because the game Mikami goes on to describe sounds hilarious. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Oh, so they, when they first started up, they said, let's do the big game that's going to make all the money. Mm -hmm. And on the side, do the do the cockerel games. Yes. But then Bethesda said, no, no cockerel games, only big games. Which I, I feel like Bethesda would be like, go on, you can make some some weird things if you like. Just one or I two mean, cockerel games. You know, I guess we I guess we made Fallout seventy six, so you should really be allowed <laughs> Anything's to make allowed. something. Yeah, exactly. Anything's on the table. So Mikami goes on to say, in the beginning. We had uh, we had a game where the main character was a cockroach, and <laughs> so this is where it gets good. Oh, it's a this cockroach! Is where the I misheard. Yeah. I thought it was a cockerel. I thought, oh man, <laughs> maybe I said cockerel. It gets even Who knows? weirder. It's even it weird. somehow weirder. weirder now. But are you ready for the game mechanics right now? Yes. So we had a game where the main character was a cockroach, and the cockroach was to defeat humans. Whoa. The cockroach was about four inches tall, and would at times walk on two legs. And at times walk on four legs, what? or all the legs that a cockroach has. 
So we, he doesn't know how many legs a cockroach <laughs> has, does he? I don't think so. But I mean, what would 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 these different like legged approaches change the gameplay somehow? Maybe the the <laughs> well, let me get into it in a second. So and uh, and also or all the legs that a cockroach has, and then he goes on to say, and sometimes we'll pick up a gun and start shooting up at humans to defeat humans. So uh. would the would the legs Depending on how many legs you're standing on, would that depend on what weapon you've got, perhaps? Right, maybe. To defeat the, to the, to defeat the hummus, the four, humans? The, the humans, the four <laughs> knives, I'm picturing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good, actually. Or like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, what are the Death Star things that people, not the actual ship mm. themselves, you know, that the ninjas, like, ninja throw and stuff. Oh, yeah, Shur- like shurikens. Shurikens, yeah. that's the one. I mean, anything goes with this with this cockroach game. What um, about four smaller cockroaches? That'd be themselves pretty good. standing on two two legs. Excuse me, I'm getting oh, choked up thinking about oh. it because it's such a <laughs> ben, it's such right. a vivid creative experience. <laughs> I mean, cockroaches are like pretty much indestructible, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they would be the ultimate weapon to de- to defeat us all. They would. So um, he goes on to say, Mikami goes on to say, the execs obviously weren't happy with the concept and it didn't get released, but we did make the game to the end. So it is, it's it's a complete game. It's a finished game. It sounds like something you'd play in dreams or something like that. It really does. But I mean, with Mikami's nice little twist to it, he likes making big old butcher people with safes on the head. (laughs) I I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing, seeing a cockroach game. By Mikami. If it's finished, it feels like a waste. Well, exactly. Like, I wonder if somewhere down the line it comes out. I don't know. Do you remember, like, when people used to make things and then... I know Flash isn't a thing anymore, but if you just pop it out into the ether of the internet somewhere and let someone discover it, Mm -hmm. I I would like that. I think that would be good. That's Um, such a shame. So, uh... The article goes on to say the full interview is crammed with interesting tidbits like the evil within emerging from a concept called Noah uh, as quite a different game and Mikami's desire to return to that idea, possibly at the last project. And he just, he's blah, blah, blah. And there's no more cockroach talk now. And quite frankly, I'm I'm quite sad. That's enough. That's it. That's it. You can't give us two paragraphs of, of hot cockroach action, action and, <laughs> and then just talk about another interview for the rest of it. I mean, who wants to who wants to know about these other games? The Evil Within, whatever. Not that, me. No, no one wants to know about that. Come, give us the cockroach action. Yeah. Those the the different the different positions on the legs, all the different legs. Yeah. Just, just tell us, tell us, tell us all about that. I want to know about I want to know about the cockroach game, and I want to know about that amazing uh, lady developer who left that everyone was kind of enamored with at E3. Remember oh yeah! Her? Oh my goodness! Yeah, with the go- old the Ghostwire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What was she called? It was it was like Ikumi something or other. Yeah, and, and Nakamura. Now, Ikumi Nakamura. That's the one. I think it might be. But and now she's she's dis- she's disappeared into the ether. Maybe she's making the cockroach game. I think she's taking it with her on a little. I hope so. On a little sort of weird novelty flash drive that they probably hand out to new starters <laughs> at Tango GameWorks. That's in the shape of like a a heart or something. You know, something gory and nasty. Mm. Well, I was think picturing like a, a a like a cartoon heart then, but yeah, I guess it would be some sort of horrible flesh. Yeah, some, actual some barbed up wire. Flesh. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I, it's weird, but I genuinely, I'm really intrigued about this, mm. and I think she must have left the Ghostwire project and gone. This is where it's at. This is it. <laughs> this cock- 
cockroach game is going to make me a billionaire. If, why wouldn't it? I'd buy it. Me I'd too. Wow, that was pretty weird, Andrew. Thank you Thank for that you. one. You're welcome. My weird news comes courtesy of patron David Lever. Mm. He provided a link to it. So this is from NintendoEnthusiast.com and writer Ben Carey, or Ben Curry, as we call him. We don't. <laughs> I've never seen his name. <laughs> you know how it goes, Andrew. You mm. get the money from Grandma. Mm-hmm. For some reason, your aunt has finally taken the hint and stopped buying you Lynx Africa gift sets. You Takes thought, a while. You thought this day would never come. But mm. you both have money and no Lynx Africa gift set. <gasps> what? So what do you do? Well, Mario Luxury Perfume available from UK retailer Game. What? It's time. It's finally what? it's finally happened. They've listened to your your prayers and letters. I'm so I mean I was sending them every year. They must have been getting bombarded. This is it. It's oh, happening. I can't believe this. It's the holiday season, and that means we're going to see plenty of gaming gimmicks for gift for gifting this Christmas, which is now <laughs> finished. UK retailer Game is no stranger to this, offering up things like Christmas dinner in a can in previous years. Mm. For 2020, the retailer has come up with something all gamers desire. Some theme... Hang on. Some themed perfume sets. Right. Okay. That, that, that sentence was leading to something a lot bigger than where it oh. ended. Oh. The Eau de Plumber <laughs> is Italian-inspired, apparently. <laughs> And the bottle is shaped a bit like Mario's head. Oh, wow. The perfume, wow. the perfume lid becomes Mario's famous red hat, and things are starting to take shape. Uh, I'm going to send you it now. <laughs> I'm excited. On I Slack like that you said it looks a bit like Mario's head. Well, it doesn't look very much like Mario's head. It doesn't head. look like Mario's head at all. It's just a moustache with a hat on it. Like I'm excited. In, in this... <laughs> I mean, I suppose it looks a bit like it, right? How does that look like Mario? That is just Mario's hat with yeah. a moustache. That's not... <laughs> it's the base of it is not his head. No. <laughs> it's not it at all. Oh uh, let's goodness. see. It continues. Game's tongue-in-cheek perfume description is quite amusing, though. According to, mm. to the listing, the bottle contains deep, earthy notes of toadstool balanced with high notes of peach and daisy and mid-tones of grasslands. Of course, these notes all refer to different Nintendo characters and series elements. Mm. Unfortunately, it appears to be out of stock. Oh. Oh, I, how? I, well, I say how, because I kind of do want some now. Right, but just for the that novelty. Was a, that was a very, just a vague description of what it could possibly smell like. Yeah. I think they've just put Lynx Africa in a nice, in a, in a different bottle. I'm... I hope it's not Lynx. Imagine that. If you subverted Lynx, if you somehow managed to subvert Lynx Africa this Christmas and they end up putting it in in a in Oda Plumber shaped a bit like Mario's head and and they still get you. Uh, I mean, I I I kind of would like I kind of would like some of this just to know what it smells like because yeah, that was a big big old mishmash of of scents there mm. from peachiness to grassiness to mushrooms yeah so much i mean that mm, mm, are, we, are we going further i don't are we i don't know are don't, we it, going into his uh his his plumberness are we going into the sewers at any point yeah maybe the it pipes? smells like rust and poo who knows <laughs> that's what you want 
Coup de Plumber. It, the description says this brand new unisex fragrance is, I'm looking at it now, it doesn't have the price on here. This item is limited edition, one per customer. Uh, this brand new unisex fragrance is lovingly crafted for the busy gamer on the go. That sentence makes me want to be sick. Yep. Sign- yeah, I hate stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Significant other kidnapped by giant reptilian tyrant? Rushing from one side of of town to the other with a strict time limit of 300 seconds? Oda Plumber has you covered and brings a whole new meaning to words toilet water, is what it says <laughs> here. No, no, it doesn't. It does. Toilet oh, water. Wow. Brand new meaning That's- to the word toilet water. However, don't worry if you if you feel like you're going to miss out. Because if the if the Mario perfume theme of Eau de Plumber isn't enough for gifting this Christmas, you could also look at games' other option. The FPS perfume set is shaped like a grenade and is probably more suited to Call of Duty enthusiasts. Whoa, what does that smell like, Ben? Uh, I will open the page and have a look. It does say these perfumes <laughs> are a whopping $19.99. So this was what? written by someone I don't think is, who's ever bought perfume before. No. <laughs> and contains 200 milliliters of liquid. We think That's it's a a bit liquid. pricey for a gimmick, but if you're interested, knock yourselves out. You genuinely might if it smells... Uh, you might do. Oh, it just looks like... The FPS one, I'm going to send you a photo of this as well, because this just... Um... Can I... May I? Oh, they've got one of those stupid websites where you click on it and it's like, oh, you wanted to zoom, didn't you? It's like, no, oh, I wanted to no. copy it. I'll just send you a link to the to the listing. Basically, it looks like proper on-brand game official merch because it's purple slash pink fantastic uh combining the undertones oh my god (laughs) combining the undertones of napalm (laughs) with bouncy high tones of watermelon and cigars fps can be described as so powerful your nostrils will wave white flags Mm, mm, is that's not a good thing though right none of those were good things even watermelon is something that i'm not a huge fan of it's not quite as bad as napalm though (laughs) where does that come from where does where does the combination of napalm and what i'm fairly sure i mean there might be in the background somewhere in a call of duty game a watermelon but where does a watermelon like fix into an fps i think they just needed anything any positive (laughs) smell for that sentence because cigars and napalm (laughs) Are already not great. Uh, the the proper description reads: the game exclusive. Oh, this is also out of stock. The game exclusive fragrance FPS is best appreciated from a minimum safe distance of thirty feet. Mm. This limited edition unisex fragrance is inspired by the most exotic locations, including oh my god, Whoa, Russian no. airport terminal. Immediately. Big red flag there. Rust and sinking cargo ship. Strictly no refunds once pin has been pulled. This is just... This one is just bad from... Like, it's not even... It's it's sort of the mind boggles at why they signed signed off on the the (laughs) copy for this one. But, I mean, and just to add those other little bits in there about the airport terminal. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bit... A little bit much, and I can't believe... It's out of stock. Well, how is that? How is that even a thing that's happened? I, it's the internet, I suppose, isn't it? Let's have a look. I guess Game so. FPS fragrance going on eBay. Going on it's, eBay. It's um, got to be. No, it's the, oh. sadly searching the word game is too vague a term for. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's 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 brought up literally every game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, that's my weird news. That was lovely. 
Delightful. Well, let's move on to question three. Mm-hmm. This comes from Not That Chris Hardwick, who asks, with The Last of Us Part Two recently receiving an award for Best Direction, is it okay that developers who utilise heavy crunch strategies are put in line for these kinds of awards? And with them winning such accolades, is it creating a dangerous precedent for large-scale game developers when it comes to complete uh, completion... Uh, hang on. When it comes to completion within tight deadlines, with CDPR also being criticised for going into crunch when they said they would not, and then still not releasing a product that is one of the quality that they would have liked. Right, well, it's kind of change of tone here. Yeah, just a bit. From the FPS grenade. But uh, what do you think of, I suppose, just vaguely, what did, what did you make of The Last of Us Part Two, and do you think it's deserving of the awards it's got? Oh, without a doubt. I think Last of Us Part Two was... My game of the year, uh, by far, I thought it came at a very sort of poignant time in the, in in just the the current climate of the world at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I think it definitely uh, it a thousand percent deserves all the accolades, all the praise, everything that that was given to it, um, the awards and stuff. However, obviously, crunch is a big thing these days, and uh, and sadly we hear about it a lot more. Um, recently and i think it it definitely does i the thing is obviously crunch is crunch is horrible it's not a nice thing for 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 people to go through however giving awards to games like these i feel like it it gives it gives the the developers maybe the people we don't see so the people behind the scenes and stuff i've seen on twitter i follow quite a lot of the like the art directors and all that kind of stuff and and they're so happy and they're so made up that all this hard work has finally paid off for them. Mm-hmm. And um and and I'd I'd really, really like to see it. Maybe maybe we don't see the right people receive these awards. You know, sometimes mm. when we see people go up to 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 accept these, obviously it's it's there's a huge, you know, it's a director or something like that. Someone who we sort of we put a face to the game and um and sometimes maybe we for, we forget that maybe it's not it's not just them that that's doing everything. I feel like sometimes it would be nice. I know obviously it's hard in this current climate, and obviously at the game awards to get everybody up on stage that's been involved with this project. But um, but yeah, I I feel like I feel like definitely games like that are deserving of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but they should be a bigger conversation about about crunch um yeah yeah no i i totally agree i think it's it's just a case of while crunch is obviously bad and i don't think anyone is for crunch i know Mm. something that infuriates me surrounding this conversation we've discussed it before on this podcast is a lot of people say well i work in such and such industry and i essentially crunch and work long hours and it's yeah the answer to that is well that's also bad yeah right it really it, it is. doesn't it doesn't just because you do it too doesn't mean that it's fine for you know other people to do it no one should be mm. doing it ideally that's where we should be hoping to move towards as a society yeah really definitely. is where no one does it so that that response i find that unhelpful to this conversation um yeah. so yeah i think we're all agreed crunch is bad and, and we should try to avoid crunch but you're right in that if a group of incredibly talented people work on something together and it ends up being incredible they should be rewarded for that. And it's a it's a shame yeah. that it, it came off the back of having to work obscene hours, potentially, you know, mm. and these people being signed off sick and so on, working too hard and staying in the office for too long, even working from home, which is a whole other 
you know, uh, situation when you're when you sort of have to regulate your hours yourself uh, mm. because some people end up accidentally working way longer than they would have if they were in the office anyway. Um, but no, I don't think. I don't think these situations should deny people the rewards for yeah. for their hard work. I think it, the 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 root issue is that they would you know that they were crunching in the first place. Would a game of this quality and caliber be possible without crunch? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's possible, and I I don't know honestly the answer to to the second question about if does do. do these games winning awards does that encourage crunch because there's you know th- these games more often than not are outstanding red dead redemption 2 for example as well mm-hmm. infamously had a lot of crunch if you take the crunch away is it as good do they do they win awards does it encourage other studios to follow suit i d- i don't know the answer to that um i as i'm sure you would uh would prefer that that there that there's far less crunch and that, that we can avoid that and maybe games just take longer longer to make i mean i think obviously with the whole cd project reg thing at the moment with uh, with cyberpunk i think after seeing something that seems quite broken like that i think that's what we would like more everybody's out there i say everybody's out there so i shouldn't generalize but people are out there going release the game release the game sending like death threats and stuff to them like do this this and this it comes out and then it's not what people expect it to be and then mm. people get upset by that and I, like the developers, the people that have worked on that also get upset by that. So like, just let, just let people take the time to make things because obviously the business side of it, you've got to have a set date for something to come out. You've got all your PR and all that behind it and whatnot. But I think after this whole debacle with CD Projekt Red, uh, sorry, CD Projekt Red, I think they need there needs to be something in the industry now, like a big talk where they go, okay, mm. we can't keep pushing people to do this Or unions. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think, wasn't it, maybe I'm wrong, but at the beginning of this year, I think there was some sort of unionization happening somewhere within the game uh, industry. But was it, uh, it was, I think it was in France. Was it Activision or It could have been, or, yeah. Or EA it was one of the big ones over there, I think. But I believe it but, was in France. Yeah, but now I think I I know it shouldn't have taken this long or or this much of a of a of a mess of a launch for it to happen, but um but now I think is definitely the right time to sort of have everybody sit down and go, okay, this is actually what we need to do. Maybe Sony or Microsoft or whoever the execs up at the top need to just look at the strategy and go, well, this is going to be better for everybody in the long run. So mm. let's do this and let's try and eliminate all that crunch and uh, and make a good product that we can be proud of and that and that the audience can enjoy absolutely when it comes to the huge huge companies though your eas your your activisions it is going to be pressure that forces mm. them to change things because ultimately they have investors who are worth potentially billions of dollars and yeah. they just want money and they don't really care how they get it mm. and everything is you know the industry runs off money that's just how it works but i do hope that we can reach a point where there are more respectable and healthy working conditions for everyone you know mm. um not just in the games industry as i said earlier you know this this i crunch too situation doesn't mean that other people should also crunch and not complain about it everyone should complain about it nobody should be crunching no that's that's 
not how that should be working. Sometimes it's necessary. And I understand that, you know, I, I don't have my head up in the clouds like, oh, everything will be fine if everyone <laughs> just clocks in at this hour and goes home at this. It doesn't work like that. And I know that. No. But this mandatory rolling crunch that is so prevalent in the games industry can be avoided. It's not necessary. I think in the, stays, uh, the, the case, sorry, of, of Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red is that they promised they weren't going to crunch. And then they did. Mm, and also yeah. their, ge- uh, their game came out to widespread criticism whereas The Last of Us 2 came out to widespread critical praise. Um, so there's two, I think they're two sides of the same coin there, and it's quite interesting to look at, because The Last of Us, to play Devil's Advocate, The Last of Us Part 2 was also quite notorious for crunch, but mm. was excellent, and CD Projekt Red's uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was notorious for crunch and came out not quite so smelling of roses and yeah. they are the i would say they're they're the focus of far more attention than naughty dog were just because mm. of the quality of the two experiences comparatively yeah without a doubt i obviously all the sort of the mixed messaging pr wise and all the false promises and stuff that cg project red obviously put out there into the wild and mm. we're like it's gonna be fine it's gonna <laughs> be fine when it comes out and then promise and then it, it really wasn't and uh and just to think about that, like all those people were crunching and it was still in a state that it was when it came out. And and you have to think about how hard those people must have been working to to even get it to that point where they shipped it as it is anyway. Yeah. And, and, and then, the crunch they're going to be under now. Yeah. So like they're probably not going to have a Christmas really, are they? They're going to be working over probably Christmas not, to no. try and deliver this. I mean, they need to get it back up on the on the PlayStation store. I think it's did Microsoft take it off their store as well? I'm not sure. This is the complicated thing because we we're recording this out of sequence. So I've already mm. recorded the big discussion with Sam where ah. we talk about this, but that was on Friday. And now we're talk <laughs> you and I are talking on Monday the 21st. Uh so I don't know where we're going to be in this sorry saga by the time this podcast releases. Anything could have happened or changed in that time. <laughs> um but yeah, I can't. I, my 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 train of thought is gone now. Oh. Um, where's it gone? Where's it? Where's it I don't gone? know. Come on, choo choo. I don't know. But, come back. But come crunch back. is bad. That's crunch is crunch bad. Crunch is That's... bad. And I don't think taking away awards or re- refusing to recognise the hard work of people who have crunched is the way to yeah. go about it. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about? Uh, the the second question there about is it dangerous to is it setting a precedent even for uh, big game developers when it when it comes to completing tight deadlines and crunching if they think they're still going to get recognition and awards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think this sort of this year and 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 the years before it sort of we've heard so much about these big companies crunching mm. and it now just feels like the norm, doesn't it? It doesn't seem as though it's getting better. No. It seems as though it's just that's the thing that people do. And we're just more aware of it, right? Yeah. It's it, it feels like people are sort of almost accepting it. Like this is this is how it goes when it really shouldn't be like that at all. Yeah. And just I, f- I just feel like management need to really just value I, I say they don't value the their uh the workers and stuff mm. but i mean they i think obviously some of them very much do and uh but yeah i i i really just i don't know hopefully unionization if that starts to 
you know spread across the games industry will will have a big impact and and Mm. make a difference and uh you know video games are still a relatively young industry and a relatively new medium in, in comparison to music and film and stuff like that where there is you know there's there's far more structure and mm. and rules and regulations especially in regards to working hours and unionization and that kind of stuff and games doesn't have that and it hasn't had that for a long time and at the end of the day you or i could just go home after a day's work and boot up assassin's creed valhalla and play with the cat on the boat you know we can do that <laughs> and that's fine and we we don't it doesn't affect us ultimately mm. it does not affect us at all but being plugged in and seeing what's going on and especially yeah. with the case of cyberpunk where as I said, unlike The Last of Us Part Two, Crunch backfired and didn't make mm. any difference. In fact, made them work even harder and is now extending their workload across Christmas. Um, it's difficult not to have opinions about that and and feel at least a little bit impacted by it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I com- I completely agree. Um, just get just get rid of the get. Ri- come on, come on, everybody, get together. Come on, everybody, get together. Let's be come friends. on. For Christmas, it's let Christmas, everybody have a Christmas. Guys. Come on, God. come on now. But um, but yeah, no. I mean, hopefully, uh, like I said, after sort of this whole CD Project Red thing, hopefully we will see a bigger. I mean, just any sort of game studios just mm-hmm. really just knuckle down on it and and try and try and make things a lot better for everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fingers crossed. Well, Andrew, that's the yes. end of our time together. Oh, Ben, no. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate uh, it. No, thank you so much for, for having me. Thank you so, so much. My pleasure. And of course, you can go check out Andrew. He's streaming tomorrow. He will be streaming on... Oh, where are we? I'm looking at the schedule right now. Mm. He'll be streaming on... This podcast goes out on Saturday the 26th. You're streaming tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, at 4pm. You'll be streaming on Thursday on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. you'll be streaming on Sunday on January the 3rd mm-hmm. and then streaming will return to normal with Peter and myself on the 4th of January lovely but uh, thank you again for all your hard work across Twitch for us very much appreciated you're very welcome anytime this is like this I, This is just I've always dreamed of doing this Ben oh. it's just been it's it's been a magical year I have to say it's, the world outside <laughs> is burning right now and selfishly I'm going hey, it's been a fantastic year but like you know you, you, you've, you've done a lot for me and I'm very appreciative oh, of well, it it's, so thank you it's our pleasure you're like an inverse Samson in that you lost your <laughs> hair and you you, you got stronger oh. <laughs> look at that uh, do you have a piece of paper nearby or any sort of uh... um I do. I, I have a piece of. I could. Oh, you know what? I'll use my telephone. Let me get my telephone. Oh, okay. Oh, no, okay. 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 Let me do get. You, my, do you know what we're about to do? I'm not, I with do, a piece I, of paper. I don't actually. Okay. Go on. Usually, at this point in the podcast, we say it's time for the big discussion, and we sort of we 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 rush we oh, rustle our paper oh. like it. Oh, let know. me rustle the. Let me do that. Okay. I've got some. I've got some old news news scripts. Here. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, That'll do. Well, it's nice to know nothing in the office has changed. How old are those nope. news scripts? <laughs> uh. 20... 2012, Jesus. 20... T- 2002. 2002, okay, perfect. Well, wrestling was better then. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. It's time for the big discussion! It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion, and I'm joined now by Sam Driver from Cultaholic Wrestling. Hello, Sam. Hey, how Ben? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Ooh, we might need to start ben. that again. How Ben? Hi, Ben, how are you doing? <laughs> 
I'm good, thanks, Sam. How are you? Work's not getting on top of you, is it? it it's been a bit of a week, mate. It's been a bit of a week. We've obviously got the Christmas schedule, as I'm sure you guys do too, and it it, it just piles up and piles up until eventually, you just gotta you just gotta work from morning till night. <laughs> oh, that's a real treat. To to put this into context for people uh, listening at home. We are, and this may actually date this conversation, which is, of course, how could it not be all about Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> and God knows what's happened in the time since we recorded this, but we're, we are recording this on Friday the 18th. So there's a good chance that this has just got way more complicated and convoluted. Uh, before we get to the couple of questions that, that consist, or also I should say that the big discussion consists of, what do you think of Cyberpunk 2077? Were you excited going into it? Uh, what have you made of all of the madness surrounding what's happened since? What's going on? What do you think? I, I was so excited to pick this game up so excited and mm -hmm. i i didn't pre-order it i didn't do anything like that and then i, I you know it, it's just how could you not be swept up in the hype really it, it's yeah. the, the biggest hype train i've seen for a game since skyrim possibly like mm -hmm. it, it it's just all-encompassing uh and then it launched and it was like okay well you know it, it's it's going to be a little bit buggy on day one but what game these days isn't and then eventually i started seeing the console uh footage and then mm -hmm. I, I i can't i can't believe it i can believe it but i i can't at the same time if that makes sense <laughs> yeah how did it how did it get like this yeah <laughs> how how are we here uh so the first question we've got this is from christopher ridge so sony just announced that cyberpunk is getting pulled from the ps4 storefront and players who bought the game digitally are allegedly eligible say that three times you want to try and say that three times sam <laughs> allegedly eligible allegedly eligible and let's go really fast allegedly eligible hey, that was good no, that was pretty good that was pretty good. Uh, for a full refund, does this seem warranted to you? Or, too extreme, what are your thoughts overall? And we've also heard from Millstub, who says, Hello lads, given the issues experienced for the release of Cyberpunk 2077 and complaints about games being released in such a buggy state generally, can complex modern games such as Cyberpunk 2077 ever be tested enough by a relatively small team prior to release to iron out bugs? Or is the only viable strategy to just release the game and manage bugs on the fly? Cheers for everything, Millstub. And also thank you to Stephen Scott, who asked a very similar question as well. So... It may have since perhaps gone back up on the PS4 storefront, but this is obviously an unprecedented move on behalf yeah. of PlayStation. What do you make of it? I, I think, you know what? I think they're in the right. I uh, I follow, I think he's Chris Scullion from Tired Old Hack, a uh, mm -hmm. former Nintendo writer. I follow him online and he was getting a lot of flack for defending the choice to do that. And, and I feel that they're in the right. Uh, people have been sold uh a falsely advertised product i i get that you know the game's there and everything and it, it's it's all there but it's unplayable and and the big part of of playing games is is the playing of the games um so i i don't know you know it, it's it's they had to know that this was gonna be this bad on on prior gen and i i really don't get the apologists who are like well you know it runs just fine on a ps5 that's fine, but I, mm. nobody can really, not well, not everybody can afford a PS5. People have been looking forward to this game and they've been sold on, on it. And, you know, you'd expect there for to be some graphical differences, but not quite to the level where it looks like you're playing something in 1996. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I think this is, this is a, a huge step for Sony, but there are 
rumors perhaps and again you know we're recording in advance of, yeah. of any sort of further news on this um there are rumors that it, because sony's got such a crap refund policy anyway yeah. that they simply cannot keep up with the amount of refund requests that people are rightfully lodging with them so they've yeah. just decided to pull the game full stop so they can cope with what they've got already yeah before pr- probably relisting it and then seeing where they go from there i think i think that's the right thing to do to be honest because it it leans quite nicely into the i the, the idea behind the, the second question which was uh, regarding testing and and mm. you know if you don't have the numbers to test a game that big then hire them just bring yeah. people in i know that you're a small studio but you have clearly got the biggest marketing budget in the universe in the history of everything <laughs> ever um you could surely hire an independent testing team uh, yeah. that would that would accommodate that and and i think that you know, i've seen a lot of comparisons with no man's sky yet another game that was you know not what we thought it was going to be at launch, and and there are a lot of similar parallels. No Man's Sky has gone on to be a very enjoyable experience, in my opinion. But you know, we were outraged then. Why can't we be outraged now? If it was any other company, if it was Ubisoft or Activision or somebody like that, we would be enraged. We'd be up in arms and and kicking off, and and it'd be unanimous. But yeah. for some reason, with it being you know CD Projekt, it, it's. I, I get it. You know, you, you love these studios, but they've got to be held accountable for this. Yeah. I don't think CD Projekt is that small either. No. And there is definitely, there are reasons that we got to this point. You know, COVID, if you want to blame COVID. Yep. Crunch, if you want to blame Crunch. Whatever it is, there are there are reasons mm-hmm. that, this, that this game was released in the state it has been on current gen consoles. The question, however, is should it have been and that's no they knew it was like this they knew it was like this they didn't show anybody the footage they didn't send out review copies you can't tell me that they didn't have a ps4 kicking around in that studio or an xbox one kicking around in that studio like a launch edition i'd assume Mm. that most major game companies when they're producing like games for said consoles they'd have a run of each model they'd have this like the original launch model they'd have everything up to that point where they can test it because it's it's ridiculous to think that they wouldn't. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think I was just going to have a quick look. When we had you on Cut Content, didn't you talk about releasing games that were unfinished? That was your big... I think so, yeah. Your pet, your big pet peeve it's, there. The thing is, I, I get it. You know, the, there are a lot of people excited for this game and it's been a very tough year and it would be a very nice thing to have this game launch perfectly and everybody's got something to look forward to heading into the Christmas break. But, mm-hmm. I mean... <sighs> Come on, like, you know, uh, a game will be good if you put the time into it. And, you know, I'm not saying it's not a good game. There are people out there having a lovely, enjoyable experience on PC and, of all things, Stadia, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is I was going to ask you about the Stadia version because you're our resident Stadia supporter and and reporter, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, so I've not got it yet. Uh, I'm I'm planning on picking it up. I don't know whether I'll pick it up for Stadia or PC just because my internet's so bad, but... I'd imagine that the experience is is comparable with a you know a standard PC setup because that's all that Stadia is. But I don't know, you know, it, it's if you just took the time, it's going to suck. The wait would suck. It would be awful if they were like, "Look, guys, we're pushing it back to March," and it, you know, the memes would roll in and everybody'd be annoyed. And mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, it'd lean into the whole Half Life Three argument of you know, will it ever live up to the hype? But I think it's it's so much more damaging to have done things this way 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I feel... I do feel their pain to an extent here oh, because yeah. they were damned if they did, damned if they didn't. But mm-hmm. fundamentally, on console, this game was not ready. It, it is oh, no. it is just not ready. And people are people I've spoken to who have stuck with it and persevered have said that that, that fundamentally it's a really good game and there's some fantastic stuff in there. Yeah. It's just it just wasn't ready. They just hadn't finished it yet. There was a reason they didn't show it. <laughs> They knew it wasn't ready. They released it anyway. It's often and, ready. And what are you want about? It's often ready. Good <laughs> it to just go. works. It just yeah. works. And now <laughs> this is we, this is just so unprecedented. It's just one thing after another. They were invincible coming into 2020. Yep. And they've thrown all that goodwill out of the window. And I do think to an extent they're being made an example of because yep. this game had so much hype is- behind it. This is going to be a landmark moment in gaming history, I think, in terms of, you know, the whole argument about releasing unfinished content and and content that needs mega, mega, mega day one patches and and things like that. You know, we've sort of slipped into a realm where all of a sudden it's okay to buy something that's not finished. And you can't tell me that they couldn't just release it on PC first. Yes, it's going to suck for console users, but release it on PC first, spend that extra time and divert all of the staff toward fixing the console version and then just mm-hmm. drop some DLC for consoles, drop something special to apologize for the wait or, you know, bring some sort of time scale into it where consoles get the DLC first and PC users have to wait a little bit. But there could have been a way to sort of do this, but I think they've gone in, you know, with the old adage of don't ask for permission, ask, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's blown right up in their faces. Yeah. Yeah, and just imagine if Crunch was bad before, what on earth is, is oh, that team going to be going through now? You, you know? hear so many stories, and I've got friends who work as game developers who've all had experience with it, and it's so it sounds so demoralizing, uh, especially when, you know, it's a collaborative effort. It's like making a film. Every single person, there's a part of every single person in that crew in the final product, but now it's just going to be that meme game for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Yeah. So final question to you, Sam. I know you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, about potentially getting it on PC or Stadia. By the way, the, the Stadia version is meant to be one of the better experiences because it is actually running essentially off a high-end PC and yeah. it comes down to your provided, internet, yeah, Provided you've got a fairly decent internet connection, you should have a, a an enjoyable time. I mean, I, I get at best sometimes 11 meg and even then I can play Stadia to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think it, it's a boon for them for sure because... They've had a hell of a ride so far, uh, but I think I'd probably go for the PC because I, I've I've dropped money on a very nice graphics card, and yeah. I'd like the idea of not having to wait for my internet to stop messing me around. But <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm not going to touch this game until it's got a native well, PS5 release. This is the thing: is I it's turned me right off. Like I I was like I'm going to get it for Christmas. I'm going to you know spend my Christmas break. But instead, I'm I'm just going through my backlog, and I'm just going to hang fire. Maybe until the first reduction on Steam, it'll mm-hmm. come. You know, by by Easter, maybe I'll have maybe I'll have Cyberpunk then. But I I'm just holding off because it's just soured <laughs> the taste. Yeah, it, it's bad. Yeah, it's a real shame. I really feel sorry for the for the people who were so eight million pre-orders. I oh. feel sorry for all of them. And and some people, as I said, have really enjoyed it. People playing on high-end PCs probably haven't encountered that many issues. The fact that I say that many issues still proves that it's not great, but obviously yeah. compared to the I, console version, 
you know. I think part of it might be that fandoms are becoming more and more rabid, you know, worldwide. It's not just something mm-hmm. limited to the more fringe, nerdy subjects. I mean, you know, all of the the classic tropes of Star Wars and Star Trek fans from back in the day that we'd all scoff at 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and be like, <laughs> could you imagine getting that upset about something? <laughs> um, but now now it's just, it's okay to, you know, have something that that's you know, yours and, and you're going to defend the company that that's made it and you're going to go out your way to, to make sure that, you know, not a bad word said. It's like, no, just you can, you can support them. Like, I love that company and I love the idea of cyberpunk and I really can't wait to play it. But you, you got to call them out on this. You have to. <laughs> yeah, you can't not. This, this, is, this is unacceptable. The yeah. game is in an unacceptable state on console. Mm-hmm. Obviously, supposedly better on Series X slash Series S and PS5 when you yeah. play through backwards compatibility, but still not good enough. It's just not good enough after all they've they've promised. And then it's a question of where does the buck stop in terms of hype? Because obviously Project Red have yeah. a huge amount of responsibility here. They've marketed the crap out of this They're game. Keanu Reeves. All of their stuff. Keanu Reeves, is Xbox <laughs> responsible? Because they had Keanu Reeves and they gave yeah. it a huge platform at E3. Are we responsible? Because we've made content just about cyberpunk. I think, I think it's everything. I think it's it's like the perfect storm, this release. It, it's... Mm-hmm. That's why I think it, it's going to go down as one of those those things that's talked about for a very long time. And I I do imagine, you know, it'll be like No Man's Sky and we will eventually have an experience that is unparalleled. And it's going to be one of those things where, you know, sites like IGN are going to go back to it and do like a, an updated review and mm-hmm. it'll it'll probably score favorably, sort of like Final Fantasy XIV, um, which, you know, categorically bombed and then they changed up the entire game and, and now it's, it's, it's pretty good. But... Yeah, it's. I mean, how long is it going to take? That's the other thing, and then know. and then this becomes the new argument: is well, well, how long until we can play it? And then on top of that, you've got Sony throwing petrol on the fire, which they're completely justified in doing, uh, because it makes them look bad by extension. Because your average Joe isn't going to know about you know game developer crunch and all of this stuff. They're going to be like, well, why isn't it playable, Sony? They'll watch the trailers with all the yeah. tens on it. Yep. That's it, and and it, it's just gonna it's just gonna snowball and snowball until something gives, and hopefully everybody emerges out of this unscathed. I would hate for this to to completely derail such a promising company, like to the point where you know that's it. But it, yeah. it it's it's just gotta you know something in the industry has to change. Yeah, this is why it's so mind-boggling to me, because this game is, as I said, fundamentally supposedly excellent. It's yeah. just stability-wise. It's not there. It's not where it needs to be. I can't believe that they took this risk. I can't believe that they went ahead with it knowing how bad it was. And I, unlike, say, Anthem, which they're rebuilding over at Bioware, (laughs) I have complete faith that at some point in 2021... Uh, cyberpunk will be where it needs to be and yeah. that and it will be fantastic and i can't wait for that it just i can't believe they just pulled the trigger now <laughs> why it's i guess you know it, it's got to be linked to the 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 hype the the hype is is so unstoppable with it and and they're to blame for that i guess but yeah they when something looks that good and you know it's from such a company you know that it's well, at least you're believing that it's not too good to be true, that this is what it's going to be like. This is the experience you're going to have. It's, I mean, you can you can adjust your genitals in it. it it's it's, you can. it's landmark, landmark it's stuff for You gaming. find dildos all over the floor. Exactly, exactly. And and who doesn't want that? You know, who doesn't want that it's in gaming? It's what we dreamed of. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just really don't know. It, it's left me feeling 
really sad for, for the state of, of gaming right now. They were meant to be the good guys. Yeah. They put the thank you card in their games, you know, yeah. this, and they did this. They, they lied, the Witcher they lied 3. to us. I know. The Witcher 3. Oh. I know. And The Witcher 3 was buggy at launch, but there's a difference between buggy and yep. broken. And that's it. This just, it's not good I enough. Think, I think the first bug I saw when it, when it was all kicking off, uh, the first bug I saw was the, the road signs where it was like <laughs> the exit arrows and it was like stock text. Stock subtitle. Oh, no, I haven't seen underneath. that one. And it was, it was, oh God, just come on, guys. It would be, it would be hilarious if it wasn't so sad. I mean, it's a bit yeah. hilarious. I'm, I'm, I take a great deal of joy in all the memes and the videos that people are posting. But at the same time, it's like, no, this, this cannot ever be allowed to be okay. But the worst, the worst part of this is when it finally does launch natively for next gen. Uh, it's going to cost more. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how are you going to get around that the game itself uh, if you buy a physical copy i i, I assume anyway because that was that was the rumor and it was sort of the trend that was starting was that games were going to be slightly more expensive but now we've got something steeped in controversy uh <sighs> that Duh. that you're going to have to shell out maybe an extra 10 20 quid for the best way to go about it would probably because there's a free next gen upgrade is just shell yeah. out for the 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 last gen version but even so you know you would have thought maybe they'd throw us a bone and not set the price too high but yeah we will see (laughs) it's it's bizarre and it's it's strange and as we said at the start there's a good chance that this is just evolved into some wholly different beast in the week since we recorded this yeah Uh, but uh, there we are please let us know what you think in the comments below and uh, reach out to us uh, reach out to us on social media as well before i run through all of uh, our plugs and stuff and things like that sam where can people find you uh, you can find me on twitter at less defined or one word wonderful and of and course over at cultaholic wrestling i should course, probably get that in there and you guys are all <laughs> streaming as well on twitch and stuff like that playing games yes, and so yes on yes we are we've got all sorts of stuff going on uh there are i mean there are streams for everybody we've got gaming we've got adam watching retro 90s tv <laughs> there's, there's the works there's me driving a fake truck there's me jumping on fake trucks there's it's it's all popping off it's all you could want Cultaholic. It's all you could possibly want. So go go check that out. There'll be links in the description and so on. And so forth. Of course, we at Triple Jump are available on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Same on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. Thank you to Lord Brotovich, Madster Dactyl, and Trowling Badger for moderating us over there. We're on Twitter and Facebook, both.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. On Facebook, our social media is managed by Luke Eldon. Thank you, Luke. Patreon, of course. Please support us there. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can submit questions for this podcast. You can get Worst Games Ever two days early. There's all sorts of rewards and stuff, so go check that out. Discord is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. That's moderated by Jack and Joe. Thank you, guys. The podcast, the audio version, that is, play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash Triple Jump. And if you want the video version, it's just on the YouTube channel, and that's fine. The website slash store is triplejump.com forward slash shop all you all you could possibly want all the links i'm saying now they're on there you can just click them go do it and uh, if you want the vods from the live streams that's triplejur.mup forward slash vods thank you to pat fenn who edits our weekly highlights you can follow peter who's not here this week he's doing a christmas time um on instagram and twitter at that peter austin and myself just on twitter at confused underscore dude we do lists every guy i've not i don't usually do the whole thing <laughs> usually peter does the first bit 
<sighs> lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday. Obviously, that's different at the moment because we're away. Uh, but usually the joint streams are on YouTube on Thursday and everything else is on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly, Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. We do the podcast every Saturday. Shows once every other week or thereabouts. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps something to do with algorithms. This week is a Worst Games Ever week, Sam which means that if you're a patron of a certain tier, you get it on Friday. You would have already watched it. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, and for everybody else, it'll be live on Sunday. There was a, There's a What It Means To Me episode with Mikey from Vidiots. Ah, Good boy, Mikey. That goes yeah. out on Monday. So go give that a watch. It's a good one. And uh, your boy, Andrew from Cultaholic, who's an absolute trooper, is streaming for us all across the Christmas break. He's streaming on Sundays and Thursdays. Um, and all the social media is scheduled, so you'll see when that's going live and when he's going live. And normal streaming will resume on Monday, the 4th of January. Okay. Deep breath. Deep breath. Okay. Okay. Just enough time, Sam, for this week's sponsor, which, of course, is CD Projekt Fed Up. It says in brackets, <laughs> up. Uh, leave, it says here, leave us alone. We can't read any more of your emails. We're so tired. And uh, that's it. That's the sponsor. That's the ad read. Sam, thank you again for coming along <laughs> and joining you. me. Thank you for having me on. And uh, thank you to all the all of our amazing guests this week who I'm recording this bit first. So fingers crossed James and Andrew were able to were able to join in. But thank you to those two. And thank you to Sam. Enjoy your Christmas break, everyone, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.